0: They say that you should pursue things because you like them and that you enjoy them and you're supposed to find your passion. And then on the other hand, a lot of like people who want to push you into good colleges would just make you do a lot of things for the sake of college. After applying to a lot of colleges and getting a lot of rejections from those colleges, I went through this time in my life where I was just really confused. Everything that I would worked hard for boiled down into an application. <laughs> I think after coming out of that period, that's when I really started to understand that I don't have to fit into like this box that all the parents like to put me into. And I wanted to spread that message on.
1: Meet Alicia, our second guest sharing their high school experiences. She gave a powerful and inspiring speech in her high school graduation. We hope you enjoy our conversation with her as much as we did.
2: So, today we have Alicia with us. Alicia is one of those model students you may meet on campus with multi talented and a flawless GPA. <laughs> she has led all kinds of club activities and succeeded in almost everything she's done. We want to know how Alicia spent her high school years and how she managed to get so much done.
1: Hi, Alicia. Welcome to This Person I Met. Do you want to introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, sure. So, my name's Alicia. Um, I'm currently a freshman at the University of Michigan studying um, business major in business and hopefully a minor in computer science as well but we'll see how that goes i'm from canton michigan which is just outside of ann arbor so it's not much of a big move for me but yeah anything you guys want to know feel free to ask
2: yeah so we wanted to start this conversation with one of your highlight moments which was your graduation speech at plymouth high school uh, thanks for sharing with that with us by the way it was really beautiful Uh, Do you want to tell us more about this speech? For example, like what was the main idea of it?
0: Yeah, sure. So I think at most schools, the idea of a graduation speech is based on the valedictorian Mm -hmm. and like whoever has the highest GPA or is like first in their class gets to be valedictorian. But my school was a little different. It was really, really big. So we couldn't exactly rank people like that. So what they did was have um, an essay speech contest kind of thing. So everyone who wanted to talk at graduation potentially submitted like um, a speech and then they picked a certain number of people to actually give that speech in front of like a panel of teachers and then finally they chose somebody to speak at graduation so when I heard about this um, I definitely wanted to do it because I've always seen like those videos of really famous graduation speeches on YouTube and I always thought wouldn't it be cool if I could do that too. And I will say writing the graduation speech was really stressful because I really wanted to do it, but as I sat down to start actually writing, it took me about two weeks of like hard concentration every single day to finally get through it. And I think I like was freaking out about it pretty much every single day and I was messaging my friend like, oh my gosh, can you read it again for me? Tell me if this sounds good, if this sounds bad. Um, but I think throughout that speech, I really wanted to focus on the fact that you don't have to be perfect, pretty much. I think in high school, a lot of people put pressure on themselves to be the best that they can be, have everything figured out immediately, and I think the biggest thing that I learned is that it's okay to not be perfect, and so I think that was one of the big themes that I had throughout my speech. And definitely going through the whole competition process and finally making it was such a really high point for me, and then actually getting to say in front of my graduating class was one of the most amazing moments. Um, I think at that point I had memorized it so well that I could say my speech in my sleep, and so I don't even think I was consciously thinking about the speech when I was saying it, but just standing up there, seeing all my peers, talking in front of like this massive crowd of parents, it was unreal.
2: Yeah, so why did you want to talk about, you know, like, you don't have to be perfect?
0: Mm, I think that's because I felt a lot of pressure senior year, um, because everyone says throughout high school, from the very like first day of high school, I think even before high school, my mom would take me to these like events where they talked about college, and like they had successful students lined up, and they were like, okay, so this is what you have to do throughout high school to get into college. And so I kind of did some of that, I kind of didn't do some of that, and by the time senior year started, it was like, okay, now this is the culmination of everything that I would worked hard for boiled down into an application, which felt really weird because you spend all this time like participating activities, getting work done, and at the very end it all gets boiled down to just like a few pieces of paper for colleges to look at. and. So I think I had a lot of pressure at that point just because like you said, I'm like viewed as a model student and a lot of teachers, a lot of parents have this expectation of me to be like really, really good. And after applying to a lot of colleges and getting a lot of rejections from those colleges, I went through this time in my life where I was just really confused, a little disappointed in myself, but mainly confused. That's when I really started to understand that I don't have to fit into like this box that all the parents like to put me into and I wanted to spread that message on to other people. The college application process is very very random and there are so many cases out there of people getting into like a really really good school but then getting rejected from a not as great school and I think that's just because the college application process is so subjective you know and because it's so subjective there's no right answer. And so I feel like I was targeting for some right answer, but there just really isn't one.
2: Yeah. Isn't there like a thing where like some colleges will reject you because they think you're gonna get into like a better one anyway? So it's like
0: that's called yield protection. (laughs) It's because um, colleges have this yield rate, which is the number of students that actually enroll versus the number of students that they admit. And so if that number is, like, really close, like, almost everyone you admit enrolls, that's really good for college. And so if they feel like you're probably not going to get in, rumor has it that they'll yield protect you. But I think there's not that much evidence for that. I think yield protection is just what a lot of people say to make themselves feel better (laughs) when they get rejected. Like, oh, I wasn't rejected from Harvard. I was yield protected from Harvard. Um.
1: Actually, I'm not going to lie, right now I'm a bit scared because like, I mean, everyone always has so many stuff going on and everything, and I'm sitting here like with nothing going on, and I'm kind of terrified because I don't have anything on my application or anything. Are
0: you guys both freshmen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Freshmen? Okay. So when I was a freshman, I was definitely not that involved. I did a lot of like outside of school things, like I I was playing tennis, I think. I think I was dancing, I was playing piano. It wasn't, like, too much. Um, I joined a couple clubs freshman year because I felt like I had to for college apps. Like, I joined Key Club, if you guys know what Key Club is. (laughs) Do you know what Key Club is? I don't. Oh, okay. Well, Key Club is this, like, community service club at my school, and everybody said that if you wanted to look good on college (laughs) applications, you had to be in Key Club, so I joined Key Club <laughs> freshman year, and after freshman year, I realized that I really did not like Key Club, <laughs> so I dropped out. But let me just tell you, um, as a freshman, it's okay to not like be in every single thing. Like I was not in every single thing freshman year. You have so much time to get involved. Look at your school. Look at the clubs that they have. Don't be afraid to go to club meetings. Like, anything you want. I think clubs in high school is really, like, low commitment. It's as much commitment as you make it to be. And so, I'd say try everything you can. And if there's something you like, don't be afraid to put in the time towards it. I don't know if you are interested in sports at all, but I also highly recommend sports. But I understand that sports is a big time commitment, because it is. Yeah, I actually do
2: play tennis also. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: I know you play tennis. You yeah. play tennis at here in Valley. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so I'm acting on the Huron crew team, and it's actually, it takes a lot of time, Um practice is from 5.15 to 7.15, so mm-hmm. it's a two-hour practice, mm-hmm. and by the time I get home, I'm super drained of energy and stuff, so.
0: Yeah, I feel, is that, um, what season is that?
1: Um, I think it starts in the fall, then it ends in the winter, and then you start back in spring, I think.
0: Oh, it's, so it's like fall and spring? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I did sports. Um, in the fall, I ran cross-country in the fall, and then I played tennis in the spring. So I also did sports a lot.
1: <laughs> so actually, I kind of want to go back to something you mm-hmm. talked about. Um, so you talked about the rejection of your dream school, and you said it really disappointed you. But um, at, so in your speech, after you said that, you said, what felt like a defeat was actually just a change of plans, a different beginning than originally planned. What made you think rejection was actually just a change of plans?
0: when at the beginning of the college application process and throughout i thought i had this like one goal i was like i have to get into mit like that was like the epitome of what i wanted to do or what i thought i wanted to do and at the time it was like okay i have this one path i'm gonna go to mit it's gonna happen and then when it didn't happen it was like wait okay and i started looking around i realized that the university of michigan was my next best obvious choice And at the time, I was a little bit disappointed by it. But I think after realizing how good of a school the University of Michigan actually is, I started realizing that you really do end up where you belong. I think that's something that a lot of people will tell you and you might not believe it at first. But if you don't get into your dream school, it might actually turn out better. Because going to MIT for me would probably be really really challenging i would probably struggle a lot i I probably wouldn't be as happy there as i would be going to the university of michigan where it's still like a rigorous coursework and it's still definitely academically challenging but i still am able to be myself and i think getting rejected from mit and then realizing what a great opportunity i had at the university of michigan is kind of that change in perspective for me, that like change in plans and realizing that I really am where I'm supposed to be and so I think even though getting rejected like going through failure is really hard at first it's kind of an like mind-opening experience
2: so when you said change of plans did you mean like set up a new goal or stick with the dream but like find a new route towards it? I think same
0: dream but different route and I say that now, but when I was a senior in high school, I was a little like, my mind was a little clouded in the sense that I think because of all the pressure placed onto me, my goal was college. But now that I'm in college, I'm starting to realize the goal is not college. The goal is the rest of your life basically. And I think um, people always tell you a lot when you're in high school that college is going to determine your life, that like getting into a good college means that you're going to have a good life, but that's not necessarily true. I think what really gets you a good life is your own merit, your own like work ethic, how much you want to um, put in, your soft skills especially, like how well you're able to connect with other people, those like interpersonal skills. Those kinds of things are what will push you to be successful in your career, right? It's not getting into a college, because a lot of people who get into really good colleges also don't end up finding good jobs. So I think college doesn't necessarily determine your success that much. And so like going to the University of Michigan versus going to MIT, I think both of those could end up at the same like crossword goal that I have for myself. Definitely haven't changed my end goal that much. But now I'm at the University of Michigan where I'm half a year, so.
2: Yeah. So why did you choose that major? Um, Do you like it so far? Business? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Business was definitely an interesting major choice for me. Um, I think I started getting more into it near the end of high school because my dad started getting me into, like, stock (laughs) investments, And then I started obsessing over the stock market and, like, watching stocks every day. But, yeah um definitely it's been very interesting i don't know if you've heard anything about the university of michigan and its business school but it's called the ross school of business the ross culture is very different in the sense that classes aren't difficult and the classes aren't as like supplemental or helpful as is the people there and the clubs there and just the culture in general and so so far, my experience has been partly positive, partly negative. I'd say because also at Ross, it's a lot of there's a lot of prestige placed with it, and so half the people take that prestige and become a little arrogant, almost to the point where they like always want to prove that they're better than you. <laughs> but then the other half of the people are really genuine and really sweet, and those are the kinds of people that I love to be around. Um, so apart from just the people, it's the club environment is really tense at Ross because they almost say that clubs are more important than classes and like clubs are what will help you find a job, not the classes, <laughs> which is a really odd dynamic. <laughs> but uh, I went through that whole club recruitment process. Let me tell you, it was not easy. It was like you have to go to networking events like five days a week. You have to submit like, a couple essays for an application. You have to go through two rounds of interviews And by interviews, I mean professional, professional interviews. Like, you had to dress up in a suit and, like, go show up to this room where these two little just, like, college juniors would sit there and, like, shake your hand and be like, okay, so now we're going to talk about finance. And it was really intense. I got through all of that, and I got into one club, which is actually really impressive as a freshman. Uh, So... Now I'm like in this club and I'm talking to the people there and it's gotten a lot lighter in coursework. I think recruitment was the most stressful, but now that I'm like past recruitment, it's more chill.
1: Um, why don't you think you made it to your dream school?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. (laughs) Honestly, I think, um, MIT specifically, they're looking for- or a lot more like math and science based kind of people and i definitely had like an aptitude for math and science but i never did anything like extracurricular wise that really showed that i think like people who got into mit definitely had stronger backgrounds like maybe they did science olympiad or like robotics because i was never involved in super academic kind of clubs and so i think that was one part i think another part is definitely just luck and chance mm-hmm. Because a lot of these really good schools, they can't admit everybody, even though there's like a very high volume of qualified applicants. And so a lot of it is kind of like a lottery system. And whether or not they read it and they were like, yeah, you know, I think I like this one over the other one. (laughs) I can't really tell you a definitive answer because I'm not a college admissions officer. But I think those were probably two reasons.
2: Yeah, yeah. so like afterwards, did you wish you did more like STEM related like extracurriculars to like, I don't know.
0: I think for the moment, I kind of did, but now looking back on it, not really. Because I feel like all the stuff that I did helped me become a more well-rounded person. Because I like how my mom always said it, she always wanted me to experience at least a little bit of everything which is why she made me do basketball, even though I was really bad at basketball. <laughs> because she told me, now you can tell people that you were on a basketball team. Like, that's an experience you got. And honestly, she's really right. <laughs> and I think I would not have wanted to sacrifice anything that I did for more like STEM math things.
1: Yeah. Um, so this is my second time going back to uh, rejection. Um, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, so um, you said... Uh, uh, like after everything you worked hard to achieve, um, like for the four years, you suddenly lost it all. What do you mean by everything?
0: Ooh, see, that is also a good question because they say that you should pursue things because you like them and that you enjoy them and you're supposed to find your passion. And then on the other hand, a lot of like people who want to push you into good colleges would just make you do a lot of things for the sake of college and i think for me it was kind of a mix of both almost my parents were never pushy though my parents always said if you don't want to do this like you can quit it immediately and i think having that option to quit is what made me want to do it even more i don't know because when my parents told me you can quit if you want i really thought about it and was like No, I don't think I want to stop doing this because it's actually kind of cool. And so I definitely say I did a lot of things purely because I wanted to. But even though I wanted to and it was stuff I really enjoyed, I always had that voice in the back of my head. Of people saying, "Oh my gosh, you're so accomplished because you did this, and like you're so smart and talented, and I want my child to be like you." And having bad boys in my head almost made it seem like I did all of this stuff for college, and like when all of the like college application stuff ended, um, it almost kind of felt like I did all of it for nothing. But if I really think about it, it wasn't for nothing because I did learn a lot of different skills. And I really enjoyed myself through all of those skills. And so I think at the time I felt that way mainly because of the pressure from all the parents. But looking back on it, it wasn't for nothing at all. Because like I said, what gets you success in life is not like the college you go to, but the skills that you have. And so the skills that I earned through high school are definitely still really, really valuable to me, even now going on through college and eventually into a career.
2: Yeah, so would you say you did all those, like, activities to, like, prove your capability or challenge and shape yourself?
0: Yes and no. (laughs) That's very interesting. I think one thing that I never realized was going to be such a big deal for me was leadership. Because when I was in middle school and then, like, freshman year, like you guys, my parents always had this, like big idea for me that I needed to understand what leadership was and that I needed to be a leader. And I never knew what that meant at the time. They even sent me to this leadership summer camp where I lived in like a forest for a week (laughs) and did a lot of weird team bonding activities. And that definitely did not teach me what leadership was. So I think um, I didn't really learn what leadership was until junior year because that's when I became president of this technology club. And when I was a sophomore, I ran to be president, simply because everyone told me that I should run for president. <laughs> everyone was like, you need like, a leadership position to look good on college apps. So I was like, okay, I'll run. And I didn't really know what that meant until I actually like did it. And that's when I learned a whole new world. Anyways, <laughs> so I think when I became president junior year, um, I became a lot more responsible. You know, when you're like freshman sophomore, you're mainly participating in clubs. Like you go to clubs and people tell you what to do, and then you just do it. But then once you become like this leader or like put into this leadership position, you're suddenly responsible for all of these other people in the club. All these other people who are looking up to you suddenly. And I think being a leader now, from what I understand, it is being able to see everything on like a larger scale, see where the group needs to go as a whole and be able to guide people there. I don't think that leadership is necessarily one person tells everything, everyone what to do because that's what I thought it was for a long time, but it's really working with that group of people and seeing the needs of the group and guiding people toward what they want to do rather than like forcing them into something. Um, I think that's really what I learned leadership to be, and once I became a senior, I was really, really comfortable with it once I took a leadership role, and then it became a lot easier for me to understand. I forgot where I was going originally with this.
2: <laughs> what was the original question? <laughs> it was like, did you do it all for, like, college applications or, like, to, <laughs> oh, to like, for to yes. yourself? Or your so the
0: point was, I originally stepped into leadership positions because I felt like I had to for college. Mm-hmm. But then once I actually started doing it, I found it to be something I actually really enjoyed. And like learning that process was really cool to me. And so originally, yes, but eventually, no.
1: Talking about clubs, there's actually a club I hear on. It's called BPA, like Business Professionals mm-hmm. of America. Um, so all my friends are telling me like, you should come join. And I have no idea what it's about. So I might go, but...
0: Um, I'd say if your friends are really trying to convince you to join something, go for it. because if you don't like it after like the first few weeks, you can always drop out. Because when I was in high school, I joined a lot of things mainly because people convinced me to. <laughs> like I joined this um, technology club simply because my friend told me it was really cool and she like made me go to a meeting and then I really liked it. I joined Eco Club because my friend was president of Eco Club, and she was like, "You should join Eco Club." And even though at the time I had like zero interest in the environment, I was like, "Okay, I'll go to Eco Club." <laughs> and then I ended up becoming president of Eco Club my senior year. So <laughs> I say, even if there's something you've never heard of or had like zero interest in, if your friends are pushing you into it, at least try it because you never know you might like it.
1: Do you feel like you were sometimes stereotyped?
0: Stereotyped. Oh, the Asian team? Let's see. Definitely, yes. Well, like I said, when I was in middle school, I was in, like, the Talented Gifted program. And I kid you not, half of the people in that program was, like, Asian. (laughs) And so I think growing up in that environment, it was kind of just normal to be, like, super outgoing and involved in things and, like, really good at math and science, which is, like, a big stereotype. I never did things to try to fit the stereotype i kind of just naturally did and <laughs> it's it feels really weird because for me it felt like i just did everything that i really like to do and at a certain point all these asian parents were just praising me and i was like oh okay so i like fit the expectation without wanting to fit the expectation yeah. looking back i don't want to pressure people into thinking they have to do what I did. Because I feel like a lot of Asian parents would look at me and be like, oh my gosh, I wish my child was more like that. I definitely hear people tell me all the time, my parents asked me to be more like you. I'm like, no, I hope you're not more like me. I don't really see how like I should be what everyone else should be. Like Everyone else has their own set of interests, their own set of passions, their own personalities, and their own strengths and weaknesses. Honestly, everyone should push themselves to just be a better version of themselves. So I think, obviously, a lot of Asian parents don't see it that way, <laughs> and I feel really bad about that.
2: Yeah, so would you say like you, had no, you didn't feel like you had any obligations to be a high achiever because of pressure?
0: My parents did a really good job of not saying that I had to be a certain way. If you like this, then do it. But if you're going to do it, then we're going to push you to do it well. Mm -hmm. It was never like a, you have to play the piano, but if you've decided to play the piano, then we will push you to be good at the piano. Which I think is a good way to do it, because I think a lot of Asian parents will force their kids to keep doing something they don't even want to do anymore, and that's not a good way to do it. But I say growing up, I didn't feel like I had to do something because I was forced to do something, but... Once I got to high school, I started feeling more pressure from other people, not really my parents. So I feel like I didn't grow up that way, but I kind of acquired some of it more in high
1: school. My mom kind of said the same thing that you said. She she was like, um, the people that you hang hang out with right now are the people you're going to end up with later.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is an interesting perspective. Like your peers definitely have a big influence on you, and that is something... I've come to worry about a little more too because parents always tell you, right? You have to hang with the right crowd. Um, when I was in middle school, I was in this talented and gifted program (laughs) as everyone is. So in this talented and gifted program, I was like surrounded by all of these people who were really smart, really talented. And so that group really pushed me to be more academically rigorous, I'd say hundred percent. And then once I got into high school, It really became more self-motivated, I'd say, because I wasn't as connected with all of those people, and so I had to push myself a little bit more. So I will say that um, finding a group of people to push you is important, but also I think you will connect best with people who are similar to you. And the people that you do end up finding will be right for you, if that makes sense. Because you would naturally enjoy people who have the same,
1: like, goals and mindsets as you. Um, Are you still doing activities that you did in high school?
0: Hmm. I'm trying to maintain a lot of the activities that I did. It's definitely harder in college because when you're in high school, you can join, like, club organizations that kind of more schedule the way to do things. And now that I'm in college, there's so much freedom. And with that freedom comes, like, you really have to... Push yourself a lot more. I'd say in high school, I was a lot busier than I am now. It was like, I'll get up really early, I'm gonna go to school, sit in school for the whole day, right after school I'll go to a club, and right after the club, I'll go to like sports practice, and right after sports practice, I'll like eat dinner, oh, and right after dinner I'll go to another class or whatever, and then I'll sleep. It was really, really structured. Um, college is a lot less structured, which I feel like I feel less busy, like I have more time, mainly because classes are no longer like high school where every day you have to sit in school for like 7 hours, it's more like you might have 2 or 3 classes a day, you can go to them or not, <laughs> a lot of people just don't go to class because they have the freedom not to, and even honestly for like basic self-care, I, have a, I know so many people in college who just stopped like eating and sleeping. And I'm genuinely really concerned for a lot of my peers because, like, you don't understand what freedom does to you until you're, like, completely independent and then you forget everything about what it means to be a human being. (laughs) It's a lot more self-discipline. I think the hardest part is self-discipline. Like like I said, like, simply taking care of yourself, going to class, like, keeping up with your work, it's all
2: self-motivated in college. So like in high school, you said you were like, it was super structured. So how did you make time for like homework or like sleeping or like... That is... (laughs) So I think for me, um,
0: growing up, I kind of had a lot of practice with it because in my head, I would allot time for whatever like obligation I had. Like if a club meeting was from this time to this time or like a class or some this time to this time, I'd black out all of those times in my head and then find the gaps in between for homework. And so I'd be like, okay, I have half an hour in between this class and that class. So I can easily cram like an assignment in there. Time management is a very good skill to have. If you don't have Google Calendar, (laughs) I recommend trying out Google Calendar because it can be a lifesaver. I didn't know anybody in high school who used Google Calendar except for me. But now that I'm in college, every single person uses Google Calendar. I kid you not. So if you start using Google Calendar earlier,
2: it could be helpful. Yeah, so I actually had like a curiosity question jumping back to like your life in high school. How did you like make the best out of it? Like, did you feel like you were missing out on some like, I don't know, like social things? Honestly,
0: social wise, being involved in a lot of things doesn't mean that it's always work. I think I ended up knowing a lot of people simply because I was involved in so many different things. And so maybe I wasn't necessarily like hanging out with people all the time and like doing stuff for entertainment. I was still socializing a lot, but in a more like academically like path, like, <laughs> like in an excellence kind of way. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so obviously you were able to succeed in a lot of things. Do you think it's because of na- natural capability or do you think you worked harder?
0: that kind of reminds me of the story of the the tortoise and the hare almost which is kind of like yes everyone starts off at a, like a different like level of intellect a different level of like talents and abilities for different things but a big part of that is definitely your ability to work hard because you can be really talented at something but if you don't put in the time and effort to actually like nurture that ability you won't get as far as somebody who wasn't as talented, but tried really, really hard. Even if you don't feel like you're the smartest person in the world, if you're like, oh no, like a lot of my classmates are way smarter than me, like intelligence isn't everything. And I know so many people who really tried so hard. They put in so much effort throughout high school and they really got to places a lot better than people who had been like naturally more gifted. Like my mom always says, life is a marathon, not a sprint. A lot of people are sprinting, but it's actually a marathon. Think like a tortoise.
1: <laughs> um, do you have any advice for us?
0: I'd like to circle back. My biggest advice would just be to try everything. Mm. Even if it doesn't seem that interesting, like, oh business, I would never like business. Just try it, you know? Yeah. Who knows? You might like it. Try everything because you still have a lot of time to figure things out. It's okay to not have it all figured out right now. My parents always pressured me, like freshman year, to know exactly what I wanted to do, but honestly, you don't need to know what you, you want to do yet. Just explore. Try everything. If it doesn't work out, it's perfectly okay. Don't put the pressure on yourself to be perfect. It's good to have like something that you commit to eventually. But don't be afraid to drop something like a drop key club freshman year. Like, don't be afraid <laughs> keep to drop to <laughs> Don't be afraid to drop something if you don't really like want to do it. And I think if you just follow the things that you really enjoy, by the end of high school you're going to realize that you did a lot of things.
2: I'm kind of curious, what did you hate about Key Club so much?
0: Everybody in Key Club was only doing it for college. It oh. was really crazy. It was like, oh, <laughs> we had to get like these volunteer hours, and everybody kind of just like faked them. And it was all like, like toxic. it was really, it was just a fake club. It was like, everyone was there just for college. It's like, this club doesn't
1: really do much. I yeah. Know. yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. No <laughs>
2: problem.